Greetings and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com. My name is Yitzchak Shalom, and I'm honored to be studying Sefer Divrei Hayamim with you. Here is we study one parak per podcast, one podcast per day, and make our way through the study of Tanakh. We are now Divrei Hayamim Bet Perak Vav, Shlomo's Tefillah, after bringing the Klei HaKodesh into the Beit HaMikdash. Az Amar Shlomo, Adonai Amar Lishkon Ba'arafel. Now, the word Amar, as I pointed out in previous podcasts, when there is no target or no audience for that, means thought, intended, or decided. So in this case, Shlomo's first statement is, God decided to dwell in the cloud. And I built a high, lofty house for you, and a foundation for your residence forever, for a permanent one, unlike the Mishkan. Then the king turned, and so that was his opening statement. He blessed all of Kahal Yisrael, which echoes, of course, David, David, as we had at the end of they're all standing. Here is his bracha. Baruch Adonai Elohei Yisrael. So he blessed God, the God of Israel. He spoke to David, my father. And he in, he he uh, empowered my father, my father, saying the following. And the two parallels that we saw through the second half of Devarim Aleph, of the selection of David and his family, and the selection of Yerushalayim, are echoed here, are actually prominent here. So from the day, Hashem says, that I took my nation from Egypt, I did not select a city from all of the tribes to build a house for my name to dwell there, in other words, up until this time, every tribe had their own place, and every and, and there were worship sites in multiple places, and there was never a selection of a city. In, and pa- in parallel, I did not select a person to be the leader over my people. An interesting point is that Nagid is exactly the word used in the context of Shaul, but of course Shaul is fully absent from Zivriyamim. Ziv- so I selected Yerushalayim, Liot Shmisham, so this is A to A, B to B. And Pasuk A said, I did not select the city. And then in Pasuk Vav he says, and I selected Yushalayim for my name to be there. And in Pasuk A he said, I did not select the person. And here in Pasuk Vav he says, I selected David to be over my people. So the selection of David and Yushalayim again is matched. And now Shlomo continues and says, now he's not quoting God, he says, David, my father, intended, leave not by it, the shame of the Israel. In other words, to wed these things together, the selection of David, the selection of Yishalayim as a city where my name will dwell. David wanted to build a house where the name will dwell. So Hashem then spoke to David. And given this preparation, Hashem's words are more surprising than when we encounter them first in Shmuel Bet Perak Zayin, or in Devarim Malaf Perak Zayin, or in David Devarim Malaf Perak Yod Zayin. Shmuel Bet is, of course, Zayin. Yan Ashrayayim Levavcha, Livnot Bayit Lishmi. You intended with your heart to build a house for my name. Hetivota Kiyayim Levavcha. That's a good intent. You're not going to build the house. 
rather your son that comes from your loins, he will build the house for me. Now, the way that it's presented in Shmuel Bet is the following sort of uh, calculus. You want to build a house for me, Hashem says to David, first I'm going to build a house for you, which means you're going to die and your son will take over, and that will demonstrate that I've built a dynasty for you. Then he will build a house for me, as if to say that the sequence is significant. Here there seems to be a different message coming across. They do not think that the house is an issue of David the person. A house is something that matches David the dynasty. And therefore, it really doesn't make a difference if it's David or Shlomo or Rechavam or Yoshiahu who builds the house, as long as it is somebody in the line of David. And in a sense, this is the greatest confirmation of David's dynasty, that the person who takes over for David is essentially David. And therefore, to quote Rabbi Yudanasi, David Malach Israel, Chai V'Kayam. So, this is Shlomo now reporting Hashem's words about himself, and then uh, David's intent, and Hashem's words to David about that intent. And then Hashem, and now Shlomo reports to the people, Hashem fulfilled that which he said, meaning David did not build the house, but, but Hashem confirmed that a son of David would take over. And that's me. I stood and I stood up. I took the position in the place of David, my father. I sat on the throne of Israel, as Hashem decreed. And now I built the house for the name for the name of Hashem. Furthermore, I put there the Aron Asher Sham Brit Adonai. That the Brit with Hashem is in that Aron. Ashakarati Mine Israel that he that he made with us. <clears throat> this is all Shlomo's words now that have culminated in his report that he has put the Aron, as we saw in the previous parak, in that place. And now what happens? Shlomo stood in front of the Mizbeach, Neged Kolkal Yisrael facing the people, Vaifos Kapavi, lifted up his hands. Now there's more to this that we do not hear at all in Say from Lachim, Ki Shlomo Kiyor Nechoshet. As we know, Shlomo made the big Nechoshet, uh, uh, the bronze laver. It's in the middle of the Azar. It's essentially five by five, but it's five five amot in uh, in diameter. And he stood on it, and then he knelt on it. Neged kol kal Yisrael, vayfos kapava shemayma, and in that kneeling position, on this yam he lifts up his hands towards heaven, and then says this whole rest of this tefillah. In Malachim Aleph, the impression is that Shlomo is on the ground, and at the end of the tefillah he gets up michroa al birkav from kneeling on his knees, uh, whereas here he's on this yam. Vayomar, here is his tefillah. And again, if you take a look in Lachim Aleph, Perak Chet, you will see the tefillah, much longer tefillah there. Um, all of the, almost all of the components here are there, and there are some that are missing that are, that are there as well. And he says as follows, in his tefillah. Adonai Elohei Yisrael, ein kamocha Elohim ha-shamayim There's none like you in the heavens and the earth. Shomer ha-berit ve-ha-chesed, la-vadecha ochim fanecha b'chol libam. You maintain the covenant and you maintain the kindness for your servants who walk in front of you with all full integrity and full heart. Again, echoing the promise that was now fulfilled to David. 
Look, you kept the promise to David, your servant, uh, that which you said to him. And you spoke with your, you, what you said, and, and you actually fulfilled this day exactly what you promised. Now, Shlomo is saying, as it were, to continue keeping the promise, that nobody will be cut off from you, meaning that the chain, the, 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 the dynasty will go on. Yosheva Kisei Israel as the kings. Of course, with the condition that your children, that means me and my children now, will maintain their path to walk in Hashem's Torah as David did. That was the promise given to David, and now Shlomo is asking God to maintain that promise. And now we are showing confirmation of that which you, which you said to David. Will God dwell with man in the other world? This, of course, is a famous line from Lachim of Perakhet. The heavens and the heavens of the heavens cannot contain you. Could this house that I built possibly contain you? And nonetheless, you made a promise that you would dwell there. And you're fulfilling it, as we saw with the cloud. And now the request is that you will turn favorably, of course, to the prayer of your servant, to his petition, to listen to the singing of praise and to the prayer of request that your servant prays in front of you. In other words, he's saying, now that you have brought your Shekhinah and, and, and established residency here, now our tefillah is that you will respond to our prayers when we turn to you, starting with me, your servant. That your eyes should always be open. This is what we call hashkacha over this house, day and night. To the place where you decided to put your name. And now there's a new wrinkle that when your servant prays towards this place, you will be attentive to that tefillah. That you will listen to, meaning favorably, to the petitions of your servant, and now he adds in, and your nation Israel. That they pray towards this place. You will listen from your residence in heaven, as it were, you will listen and you will forgive because the request may be starting with please forgive us for trespasses against you and bring the rain, uh, stop the war, whatever it may be. And now we'll hear what the specifics are. If a person sins it against another person and he curses him, and that curse comes here before your Mizbeach. You will judge your servant to pay back the wicked one by giving him his behavior back on himself. Poetic justice. And to find the innocent one innocent and give him his righteousness, his justice. And now, so this starts off with people who come with prayers because they've been wronged and the uh and the uh, vi- the 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 culprit in this 
uh, someone who the the law can't touch or is uh, beyond or is uh, cannot be hurt, and therefore Hashem, please listen to the tefillah and punish the wicked. And if Am Yisrael suffers, and Yinagev can be a a plague in the sense of a disease, or here Yinagev is, as it shows up elsewhere in Tanakh, a, a terrible defeat at war. So we're defeated before the enemy. And the reason is because we sin to you. And they do tshuva, and they, uh, they acknowledge your name. And they pray to you in this house. You will listen from heaven, and you'll forgive their sin. And you'll bring them back to the land that you gave to them and their ancestors. Which means we've skipped a beat here, which is we've gone from being defeated in war to being exiled. And now, if you stop up the heavens, or the heavens stop up, and there's no rain because we've sinned to you, again, they'll pray to you and, and acknowledge your name. They will re- return. And now there's a twist. They will do tshuva when you answer them, or because you answer them. There's another, of course, some more conservative way to read it. They will do tshuva that you will answer them. But the sense here possibly is that once you answer them, then they'll do tshuva. Again, you will listen in heaven, in the heavens. And throughout the, the tefillah, which is an echo of Malachim Alefchet, both Nuschot show up, indicates that there's a recognition that God does not dwell in this house. God is everywhere. But that God has put his name manifest in this house. But he's listening in heaven, wherever heaven may be. You will forgive the sins of your servant and of the people. You will show them the proper way that they should be going. And then you'll bring rain to the land, that your land that you have given to your people as an inheritance. Again, your land, your people, your city, your servant. All of this is connecting. Rav Kiyavaretz, what if there's a famine in the land? Dever plague. Shidafon Vierakon, this is a grain plague of edema. Or if there's a locust plague, or if the enemy is affecting them and is 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 besieging them in their uh, in their gates, any attack, any disease, so any prayer or any any petition, that any person has, or to your nation. Everybody knows their own weakness, their own affliction, and their own pain. Which means we've now taken out of the realm of a national or even regional problem, even a personal issue. Everybody knows their own pain and will and comes before you and raises his hands in tefillah before this house. You will listen from the heavens, the foundation of your residence, and you will forgive, and you will give each person according to what they deserve, because you know what's in their heart. You alone know what's in people's hearts. What In order that they will fear you, so that they will walk in your ways, for as long as they live, as they live on this world, or in this land that you've given to their ancestors. Now, 
Up until now, everything has been about Am Yisrael. Everything has been about Hashem listening to the Tzfilot of Am Yisrael. And important to note that the argument used here is similar to the argument used in Tehillim Kuflamid, that you will forgive in order that they may be able to live and then to fear you. And even to the foreigner, the non-Jew, not a member of your nation. But they come from a faraway land because of your great name. Because of your strong hand, your outstretched arm. They heard about Yitzhak Mitzrayim. And they pray towards this house. You will hear from the heavens. And whatever he calls out for, you will do. Meaning, if it's the right thing. So that all the nations of the world will know your name. To fear you like we do. And to know that your name is called on this house that I have built. So they will know that this is the place to turn to. This is the place where God, who controls all, uh, resides. And it is that God who has selected Am Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael, Yerushalayim, and Beit David. Now we'll flip it. Up until now it's been afflictions, both national and regional and personal, and even for the non-Jew. And now we're going to go out to war. You send them out, which means we're, we've got the signal, the Sanhedrin, the Urim Batuim, etc. They will pray facing the city that you chose. And the house that I built for you. And this is where we get the halachot, with them chiefly from the Pesukim and the parallel Pesukim, that you face the, the land, you face the city, you face the ha- the temp, the mount, you face the temple, you face that place, the Kodesh HaKodeshim. You will hear their tefillah, and you will take care of their justice. In other words, everybody sins to you, and they're praying to you because things are not going as they should, or as we would hope they would, because of their sin, and now they're asking forgiveness. As echoed in Kohelet, everybody makes mistakes, everybody sins. You'll be angry at them, and you hand them in front of the enemy. And their captors uh, take them to a faraway land, or even a nearby land. And then they will reflect in the land where they've been captured, and they will do tshuva. And this is a play between the word lashuv and ashevi, which are not related words. One, the root is shin vavbet, lashuv. The other one is shin bet hey, to take captive. But uh, they um, obviously are alliterative to each other. And they will reflect, they'll do tshuva in the land where they've been taken captive, Shevi, saying, we have sinned, we've done wrong against you. They will return to you. This is like the parsha in, in Advarim Dalet. With all of their heart, with all of their, with all of their soul. In the land of their captivity, where they've been taken captive. They'll pray towards this land, because now they're out of the land. Towards the city that you have chosen, towards the house where I, that I have built for your name. You will hear from the heavens, from your, 
your residence, as it were. Their tefillah, all of their petitions, vasita mishpatam, you will take do justice for them. and you will forgive the nation that your nation that is for, that is sinned against you. And now, Hashem, your eyes should be open and your ears should be attentive to the tefillah uh, that happens in this place. Which is uh, sort of a hybrid between the two passages in in uh, in Bamidbar uh, Yod. Uh, and, uh, Kumulim Nuchatacha is a passage in Tehilim Kufam. Bet, Atav Arunu Zecha, you and your Aron should rise and go to your resting place. Kohanecha, Adonai Elohim, Yobashut Shuad, your Kohanim should be clothed in salvation. Vachasidecha Yisvaku Vatov. And your followers, those who are loyal to you, should rejoice with all of the gladness. Adonai Elohim, Altashev Pnei Mishirach, do not turn away the face. Of your anointed one, remember the kindness of David, your servant. From where we get the entire notion at this pasuk that the midrashic direction that Shlomo was unable to bring in the Aaron and had to pray specifically to have the gates open, Amar etc., because we see here that he pleads on behalf in, in David's name, and that's what finally opens the gates and allows him to bring it in. Okay, we will pause at this point. We'll pick it up with uh, Parag Zion, which continues the uh, sort of the aftermath or the the closing up of this uh, ceremony of building the Mikdash. Uh, and that'll be the final Parag regarding the Mikdash in that central focus. Uh, and again, the two Parakei afterwards take us to the conclusion of Machut Shlomo. And we'll pick it up with Parag Zion in the next podcast. In time, it should have a wonderful day.